And all right, Revelation 13, we're just going to read down through this here. Where we've, and again, I'm, I'm building uh, one lesson upon another here as we look at the, uh, the global beast. And uh, with everything going on in the news, I've got to hurry up and get to the, uh, the central banks and all that kind of stuff with all the bank collapses and everything. But uh, the, the digital currencies and all those things, again, I have, have some things I'm working on with that yet. But uh, Revelation 13, verses 1 and following, as we are reminded again of this beast, it says, I stood upon the sand of the sea. And saw a beast rise up out of the sea, and again, this is the sea of humanity, as we've already seen, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of of a a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a a lion. Again, all of these uh, kingdoms are going to be found in this fourth beast. The dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. And I saw one of his heads, as it were, wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world wondered after the beast. And they worshipped the dragon which gave power unto the beast, and they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast, and who is able to make war with him? And there was given unto him a mouth, speaking great things and blasphemies, and power was given unto him to continue forty and two months. And he opened his mouth and blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name, and his tabernacle, and them that dwell in heaven. And, as, uh, and it was uh, given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power is given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. Again, this is a global beast. And, and uh, in particular, we see a global papacy, as we've already uh, talked about. And it says, All that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. If any man have an ear, let him hear. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. Now, one of the things I want to emphasize here as far as this beast, remember we saw in Daniel, I can't remember the exact Old Testament phraseology of it, but, but basically it was a fearsome and, and a, a fear-mongering type of beast. But I want you to consider here the beast uses fear-mongering, fear to control the masses. You know, it says again in, in uh, verse 1, talking about rising up out of the sea of humanity. So literally, this beast has to control the masses in order to come to power. I, I want to, again, I'm, I'm looking at what the Bible says and I'm pulling in from, from uh, what's going on in our world right now. There's an article that I, I had saved, PDF format, February 22 of this year, uh, for Global Research Center. Listen to this statement. The C, or, I'm sorry, the WEF, the World Economic Forum, Cyber attack scenario. Another crisis, much worse than COVID, paralysis of power supply, communications, transportation, end quote. That was just the title of this article, so grab my attention because of some of the things I'm working on. Literally, what happens in, this, in relation to this global beast is they have to, again, in verse 7, was given, power was given uh, him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. So literally, they have to be doing the same things globally, but they also have to get the global population brought in under control so that they are able to control these people and introduce their, their, uh, their beastly kingdom and so on, as we've already been considering that terminology. Also, March 11, 2020, the uh, World Economic Forum uh, played a key role in launching the international, quote-unquote, COVID-19 lockdown. What I want for us to understand and see what we're going on right now in our world is they're using calamity and crisis after calamity and crisis after calamity and crisis to bring in their agenda. 
literally what they did with that, as we understand now, looking back on it, eventually leading to the vaccine and everything, because that's the only way you can be safe. Again, we're emphasizing safety, not liberty. They used fear and pandemic hysteria to pressure and coerce literally billions into submission. 13 whatever billion uh, doses and so on have, have been, been put out there. We're talking about billions of people, anywhere over uh, up to uh, 70% of the world's population. So it's very important for us to see this because this is exactly what they're trying to do is they're trying to get the world's population under their control following their agenda. Now, in 2021... World Economic Forum conducted a simulated cyber attack that was entitled, it's called Concept 2021. And what I think is very interesting and significant about that Concept 2021 is they, they uh, it was like they were planning a, a cyber attack and so on. And this is very similar to Event 201, a global pandemic exercise that happened, what is it, in September, I think it was, of 2019 before the pandemic came. Even before it came, they were talking about a coronavirus plan of action for when it comes. Now they're talking about what will happen when we have a cyber attack and we have, we have paralysis of power supply and communications and transportation. Literally what we find happens with this is they are planning in advance of what they're actually going to take us through in all of these things. So, so these simulated attacks included this. Paralysis of the power supply, communications, transportation, the internet, and hospital services. So they're simulating all of this so that they know how they're putting it into place so that they can come up with a plan for the world to follow. And this event 201, let me remind you what this, what this was. I've mentioned it in passing, I think, with our, um, our uh, pharmacia message. But um, um, John, this, this meeting was, was at Johns Hopkins just months before the pandemic in October 2019. Now, what is very interesting, the Gates Foundation was a part of this planning meeting of how to deal with this, this uh, coronavirus pandemic. And at about the same time, September 2019, before the planning meeting, by the way, did you hear what I just said? Before this planning meeting at Johns Hopkins, the Gates Foundation bought millions of pharmaceutical shares in September 2019. Hmm... Bill Gates knew something of what was coming. So we better start paying attention to what Bill Gates is doing because what we'll find out is what's coming. <laughs> now, this is a, a managing director of World Economic Forum, WEF, Jeremy Jurgens. Listen to this statement that he made in relation to this. I believe that there will be another crisis. Why? Because they're planning it. It will be more significant. How do they know that? How do they know that? It's because what they're creating. It will be faster than we've seen with COVID. How do they know that? So we got to stop listening to just what they're saying and paying attention to what they're doing. The impact will be greater, and as a result, the economic and social implications will be even more significant, end quote. All right, so you thought COVID was bad? This uh, cyber attack scenario is going to be far worse. That's what they're already telling us. 48 countries participated in this 2021 event. Have you ever wondered why with the pandemic, all these nations around the world were doing the same thing? It's because they were doing the same thing. They were following the same plan and, and agenda that the World Economic Forum with Klaus Schwab was putting out. This is what Klaus Schwab said about this. 
The COVID-19 crisis will be seen in this respect as a small disturbance, end quote. So you thought the last three years was a small disturbance? Guess what's coming? What I thought was very interesting in this article is the Russian Federation was a key partner in this World Economic Forum initiative back in 2021. China was excluded from the exercise. And my first question is, why? Well, because if you understand China and all the technology that they have there and all the technology that they produce, so which nations have the capability of carrying out a cyber terrorist attack more than China? There is a reason why all these nations are doing what they're doing. And we need to start waking up that the beast is already here and not in the future. Notice with me Psalm 19. Psalm 19. Now, I'm going to have to have a disclaimer that you have to pay attention to because sometimes when I have disclaimers, people don't pay attention, and so then, then I'm criticized or whatever. Uh, you know, there's, there's Baptist preachers who will read a verse, and then you might as well close your Bible because nobody's ever going to be looking at the Bible again. We will be looking at the Bible again, but I'm going to bring in some things from our world that will help us to kind of see what's going on right now in light of Scripture. Again, our focus is what the Word of God says, but when we see what's going on around us, we can see some, some clarifications of that and understanding. Now, Psalm 9, verse 17 through 20. I want you to notice this, and then I'll, then I'll give my disclaimer. It says in verse 17, The wicked shall be turned into hell. And all the nations that forget God. Well, America's religious. Yeah, we're religious, but we are lost. As I've heard Baptist preachers say over the years, we're going to hell in a handbasket. We are a wicked, wicked nation from the top down. Notice here, all the nations that forget God end up in hell. All right, so, so the fact, just, just from our public schools... God is not allowed in our public schools, in case you haven't figured that out. Um, but yet, you know, sodomy and all that, you know, using the Bible word, sodomy, sodomites, they, they are allowed. In fact, our, our, I don't know if you've seen this, uh, but all the public libraries around our country are inviting all these drag queens and all that wickedness into their, into their libraries. Why? Because they are going after our children. We need to wake up in America. They're going after our children. There's a reason why they're doing these things. Verse 18, for the needy shall not always be forgotten. Hallelujah, the Lord has not forgotten about the poor. The expectation of the poor shall not perish forever. Arise, O Lord, let not man prevail. Let the heathen be judged in thy sight. Now notice verse 20. This is, a, this is the verse that grabbed my attention as I was reading through the Psalms here recently. This Psalm in particular and this grabbed my attention as I, was, I was, had already been working for weeks on this message. This grabbed my attention. Notice, put them in fear, O Lord, that the nations may know themselves to be but men, Selah. They are only men who have exalted themselves. Now, here's my disclaimer. Uh, when I, when I uh, preached what came, became known as the Frank and Jesse James sermon, I gave a disclaimer I was not... I was not trying to justify any criminal activity they may or may not have been a, been a part of. What I said was that they were declared to be outlaws before they ever went to a court of law. And not only that, but I, I told you the history of this. Frank James went through three trials and was found innocent in all three of those trials. I thought our Constitution still emphasizes that we are innocent until proven guilty. Literally, a hired assassin... Two hired assassins by the governor of Missouri 
They shot Jesse James in the back of the head without a trial. He was assassinated, executed, whatever you want to say, without a trial. That is a violation of law. The two men that were a part of that were tried and found guilty of murder and had to be pardoned. See, see, we're buying these lies that is totally contrary to what the Word of God says. God emphasizes, even in the Old Testament law, just trials. That's what our Constitution has emphasized, just trials. All right, so that's the disclaimer for that sermon. Here's this disclaimer now. Again, I wanted to build on this because I heard about that sermon. It's like, you totally missed my point. David was declared to be an outlaw by King Saul by the government. There are people, we're going to be declared, and we already have indirectly been declared as outlaws in our government. We better wake up to what's going on in America. Someday this gathering is going to be illegal again. We have more than 10 people here, in case you can't count. I, I, I don't emphasize attendance. There's a good reason for that. Well, I don't know. I don't remember how many we had there. I, never, I don't count. I, I'm going to use this as an example. I, I mentioned this in passing here. The wonderful Wizard of Oz. In fact, I, I think I talked about it before, before a, a Sunday afternoon service. The symbolism of the wonderful Wizard of Oz comes from the politics of, eight, of the 1890s, and it is a political allegory. It is not a wonderful story for children. The movie made it a wonderful story for children, but it was published in 1899 by L. Frank Baum. The famous movie was made in 1939, just when they were starting to do you know, color movies and all those kinds of things. So, so that's, that's the context, historical context of this. This is not just a fairy tale for children, as I said. I want you to consider, what is the abbreviation for ounces? O-Z. Oz. Where does that come from? Why don't they have O-U, period, or whatever? But here's, here's what I want you to understand. In, in, the, in the wonderful Wizard of Oz, you follow the yellow brick road to Oz. All right, so these yellow brick, this yellow brick road, or bricks, really, they represent ingot golds of gold, uh, bars of gold. Right, so that's the historical context. In fact, I read an article, the secret symbolism you never knew was hidden within the Wizard of Oz. So it's just kind of interesting. I read a couple of different articles on this. But um, historically... Historically, this was in the context of a debate over gold versus silver. It was during the time of the rise of populism at the end of uh, the late 1800s and so on, primarily rural farmers and industrial workers against the government in, in particular, but the populist movement was rural farmers and industrial workers. Now, in the context, historically, there was, there was discussion and debate about the increase of release of, uh, of uh, silver coinage and what I think is interesting is the movie totally changes that to ruby slippers because of the, the new technology of color movies and all those kinds of things. So they wanted brilliant color instead of silver. In reality, the book talks about silver slippers of Dorothy. But uh, we're not talking about the, the printing of worthless paper money and stuff, but, but they were talking about the increase of silver coinage at the end of the 1800s. Also, they were pushing for income tax reforms, and this was before the 16th Amendment, of course, and the direct election, I should say, of U.S. senators. That was the historical context. Now, in 1964, historian Henry Littlefield published an analysis of the book. So I'm just going to kind of give you a survey of this as, a, as an illustration of what we're talking about here in relation to our big government today. Dorothy... 
1964 was the, when the historian uh, published the analysis. All right, so uh, the, the book itself, was, uh, uh, The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, was published in 1899. All right, so, so Dorothy represents the average American looking for solutions to problems. Well, that sounds like most Americans. Uh, how many times we gather for church and we're talking about the problems of the world, and we, know, we have the answers. And I, I've, I've heard this jokingly said, too, all the uh, older men you know, gather for all their, um, their uh, morning breakfast at the you know, local cafe or whatever, and they're talking about all the problems of the world. They solve them, and then they go home. <laughs> um, in, the, uh, in, the movie, in the movie itself, Kansas is pictured in black and white, and then all of a sudden, Dorothy's in this bright, brilliant area, the land of Oz. Okay, so that's the contrast that they're portraying there, Kansas, black and white, average, nothing exciting. In the 1880s and 1890s, Kansas was devastated by droughts, harsh winters, grasshopper invasions, and so on. Now, what I want you to understand is I'm not just going through this Wizard of Oz just to entertain you here today. What I want you to understand is politically we are in the same situation as was presented in the late 1800s and early 1900s. We have, nothing has changed. In fact, I've already pointed out from Abraham Lincoln on, there's been a, an agenda that's been pushed in our nation. Also related to this is the populist movement uh, that promised answers to the average Americans, and that's why uh, they, they became so popular in the populist movement. Second of all, the scarecrow. Think about the scarecrow. What did he want? He wanted a, a brain, right? Hasn't been that long since you've watched the movie. He wanted a brain. And uh, he represented Midwestern farmers who were viewed as lesser status than big city politicians. That's exactly where we are today. Washington, D.C. has all of the answers to our problems. We know nothing. We're like ignorant farmers. Uh, we're like scarecrow. Uh, also, these uh, Kansas farmers were accused of ignorance, irrationality, and general muddle-headedness. I mean, literally, that's, that's what they were described as in that culture, that time of, of our history. The leaders of the populist movement uh, were called deluded simpletons and radicals. Uh, there's a coming a day when patriot movement, oh, oh, I'm sorry, it's already here. The patriot movement is considered to be radical and deluded simpletons. The Wizard of Oz gave Scarecrow a what? A certificate. Did not give him a brain because he does not have power to give a brain. So it gives them a certificate. What I think is interesting in the history of the context of this, we are given birth certificates from government agencies. The church doesn't announce a live birth anymore. We are given certificates of live birth. And what I think is also interesting, more so than that, is this, that we are given a piece of paper from state-run universities saying that you now have a brain. I don't care if you have a PhD, you now have a brain. Yeah. Um, but it's all paper with letters behind your name sometimes. All right, here's the Tin Man. This is a very interesting one as well, historically. These represent the mistreated factory workers. The United States was in the midst of an industrial revolution in the late 1800s, 1890s in particular. And the Tin Woodman represents the dehumanized worker. He was turned to tin by the wicked witch of the East. We'll talk about the Wicked Witch of the East in a moment here. But uh, in relation to this, dehumanized workers lost heart. Remember, the Tin Man had no heart. He wanted a heart. He no longer had a heart for what he did. It's very interesting. The, uh, the dehumanized workers lost heart because of the political movements and economic turmoil. 
Dorothy found him rested. Some suggest because of the economic depression of the 1890s with high unemployment. What I want you to understand is that the, the, the big banks, they manipulate inflation, deflation, inflation, deflation. They manipulate it so that they can control the economy. We'll talk about all this, but I want you to consider here, there's economic depressions, not just you know, the Great Depression. There were, there were depressions and, and uh, deflations and so on right after one another. A few drops of oil, he was ready to work again. What, what are we given as taxpayer, taxpayers here in America? A T-I-N number, right? We are given a taxpayer identification number. We are tin men to the government. Um, many robotically go through life. They're oiled with beer and television programming. Did you notice what I just said? Programming. They're controlling what they think. They're mindlessly going through life. Just like the tin man. This, this was right on. I, I know it wasn't written in a, from a Bible perspective. But it was written from the truth perspective. And literally, the laugh track entertainment of our world oils these tin men. They go through life, work their day, they finally get to retirement to, to do what? Die two, three years later? How many times I've seen that? Robotically, they get up, go to work, they go home. They get up, they go work, go home. Finally, they get retirement, have nothing to live for anymore, and they die two or three years later. I've seen that so many times. All right, cowardly lion. This supposedly represents populist hero William Jennings Bryan. Bryan was portrayed as a lion by the press. Um, he was a Democratic presidential candidate, 1896 and 1900. He argued against America's gold standard. Again, this was the debate about this time. He said this, We shall answer their demands for a gold standard by saying to them, You shall not press, uh, press down upon the brow of, of labor this crown of thorns. You shall not crucify mankind upon a cross of gold. That was, that was the, the cry of that time. I want you to consider in our, in our context now, we have no more a gold standard. We don't even have a silver standard. We, we, we don't have any standard is, is right. We have no standard left. Literally, the, the value of the dollar has been deflated and deflated and so on. So, so there's, there's a key to all of this. Um, the Wizard of Oz gave the lion, a medal of honor and recognition. All right, so he didn't give him courage, but he just recognized, you know. Um, he was not able to get the uh, support of, um, uh, this uh, William Jennings Bryan was not able to get the support of Eastern workers. And literally, you think about um, bullies. Uh, the example of bullies here, you know, bullies sometimes are the biggest cowards. You know, they pick on somebody smaller than them, right? So that's exactly what we see happening in our culture. The bullies are picking on those who are smaller. Um, often they have roar with no authority. And uh, there's even one thing that's suggested that these are the attorneys of America. Um, they have a lot of power as they represent big government and so on. Then you have the wicked witches. Wicked witch, witch of the East represents Wall Street, they say. She stole, she's the one who stole the heart of Tin Man and enslaved the munchkins. I think about this. Wall Street, big Wall Street bankers and all that. They are enslaving America if we, don't, if, if, if we haven't realized it yet. Also the wicked witch of the West, 
refers to the rich banksters, the railroads, oil men like John D. Rockefeller and so on. In the story, they enslaved the Winkies. <laughs> uh, the Winkies were the Asian laborers. It, it, there was an, they were right on with some of these books. Out in California, they were controlled by the government. And remember how the uh, Wicked Witch of the West was, uh, was dealt with? How, how she was finally taken care of? She was dissolved with what? Water. An allusion to monetary liquidity. All right, so you think about um, these big bankers. If, if, if we had to have, if we were forced to have a value-based currency again, they'd be out of business. They, they had a lot of wisdom back then. We've lost all that. Wizard of Oz. Supposedly this represents the U.S. presidency. And power is just an illusion. All right, so Yellow Brick Road goes where? To the... Emerald City, right? Washington, D.C. Government will solve all of our problems. All of their problems would be solved in Emerald City. Follow the Yellow Brick Road. Follow the Yellow Brick Road, right? We're off to see the wizard. Oh, notice me, uh, Isaiah 14. Isaiah 14. And I thought this was just a fun kid's story when I was growing up. Isaiah 14, notice with me, verse 4. What I want you to know is we're familiar with the Lucifer part, but I want you to notice the context a little bit here. Isaiah 14, notice verse 4, that thou shalt take up this proverb against the king of Babylon. All right, so this proverb here is in relation to the king of Babylon and the power behind this king. And say, how, shall the oppress, or how hath the oppressor ceased? The golden city ceased. I thought that was interesting as I was looking at some scriptures here. The golden city. All right, so in the story, it's Emerald City. All right, notice verse 12. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. Now remember, he's, he, this is addressing the king of Babylon here. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. They that see thee shall narrowly look upon thee and consider thee, saying, Is this the man that made the earth to tremble, that, that did uh, shake kingdoms? Remember what we started with, Psalm 9, verse 20 that the nations may know themselves to be but men. To borrow from the picture of the Wizard of Oz, they are little men hiding behind a curtain, pulling all these levers and so on and so forth. Is this the man that made the earth to tremble? That did shake kingdoms? That made the world as a wilderness and destroyed the cities thereof? That opened not the house of his, of his prisoners? Again, in the context, you see here, they're, they're ta he's talking about Lucifer, but the immediate context, surround, or surrounding context, I should say, is talking about the king of Babylon. He's a little man with a lot of power from the devil himself, that, all, that the nations of the world may know themselves to be but men. Big government and big banks enslave people. Um, in this context, again, as I've already in indicated, the historical context of, of the wonderful Wizard of Oz, a reduced silver coinage, this was before 1873, and a dollar could act, or I'm sorry, I should say, before 1873, 
A dollar could be exchanged for a gold or silver value of that dollar bill. Well, they did away with some of this so that only the gold, the gold um, uh, back, backing was, was, uh, was practiced. And so, again, what they did with this, they, they manipulated inflation and deflation cycles to control the people and to control the economy and literally to buy up things when they defaulted on their loans. Many were defaulting on loans and losing their farms and homes during this time to big central banks around the world. Dorothy, the average American, becomes disillusioned with big government. That sounds like a lot of people today, right? The wizard says this, I never grant favors without some return. Did you hear what I just said? The government, represented Oz, never grants favor without some kind of return. You remember the wizard needed Dorothy to kill the wicked witch of the West. The government, Oz, lacked the power over big banks and corporate America. That is still true. That's still what we're dealing with today. I want you to notice me Revelation 18. I want to address the field of poppies. I mean, this is exactly what we're dealing with yet today in our nation. Nothing has changed. It's only gotten worse. Revelation chapter 18, I've shown you this before. This is the passage that I used in relation to our pharmacia message. That was, I think, a couple of years ago, if I remember right, a year and a half. Uh, verse 23 and 24. The light of the candle shall shine no more at all in thee. This is, this is economic Babylon. We'll, we'll get there here eventually. The voice of the bridegroom and the bride shall uh, be heard no more at all in thee. For thy merchants, notice, thy merchants were the great or the powerful men of the earth. Like I said, Bill Gates, all of these guys. For by their sorceries were all nations deceived. And I told you that that word sorceries is the Greek word that we get pharmacy from. Pharmakia. All, by these sorceries, by these pharmakias, were all nations deceived. Wow, that sounds like the last three years. And in her was found the blood of prophets and of saints, believers, and of all that were slain upon the earth. So here's these powerful people killing other people. Hmm. Wow, that sounds like today. As they are talking about the excess deaths in nations around the world. This, this, This headline caught my attention. In Japan, their their medical leaders in Japan, you know what they're saying now? There are more excess deaths now or there, there's, there's as many, or there's, I should say, there's more excess deaths now than since World War II. What were the excess deaths in Japan for World War II? Bombs and bombs and bombs. Uh, there were more than two, by the way. Japan is now saying that there's more excess deaths than since World War II. The field of poppies obviously refer to drug cartels. By the way, that's not just the Mexican cartels. Um, It's the criminal investigation, I I mean, the CIA. Uh, You you do know why the CIA deals with uh, drug cartels, right? Because they're dealing with the competition. You do a history of Hong Kong and the opium wars. Uh, That's that's an eye-opener. That whole thing with Britain controlling Hong Kong... There's, there's a history behind that. 
So we think about the pharmaceutical companies. Uh, remember, again, the message I think was entitled Deceived by Pharmacy, if you want to re-listen to it or whatever. But, but I came across an article, Pfizer vaccine bonanza slows. But Bill Gates, sold early, made huge profits. It's from the Defender, February 1, 2023. Pfizer 2022 profits, according to this article, 31, this was their profits last year, $31.4 billion. This is the company that was struggling to exist before the pandemic. Sales, $100.3 billion in 2022. By the way, I came across an article that said before the pandemic was even announced, the, uh, I think it was Pfizer, the Pfizer uh, CEO, told all of his leading board and staff and everything, we are preparing a billion, a billion vaccines for next year. This was when they were struggling to exist financially. They knew this was coming. They knew what was going to be happening. Mostly, these were free vaccines, quote-unquote, paid for by taxpayers. How many people had to go to Walmart and pay out for these vaccines? Because of the emergency use authorization, all those things, we paid for everybody's vaccine. Oh, I, hope you, I hope you enjoyed that vaccine you paid for. COVID-19 vaccine and Paxlovid to treat COVID, $56 billion in 2022. Pfizer issued warnings to investors to expect COVID-related sales to plummet in 2023. How convenient. Bill Gates, his investments in Pfizer and BioNTech, listen to this statement, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation made 15 times its initial investment when shares were sold. So the millions of dollars he spent times 15. Um, Pfizer and Moderna plan to quadruple the price of vaccines this year to, uh, to $110 to $130 per dose. So they're still trying to rake in the money here. His BioNTech shares, listen to this, the, 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 the ones owned by the Gates, by Bill Gates and his foundation, they decreased 86%, or I'm sorry, his, his shares, I should say, decreased 86%. Uh, 1,038,000 whatever to 148,674 shares. He purchased them in September 2019, as I mentioned a moment ago, before the pandemic. More than a million shares he bought of one particular company of shares before the pandemic was even here, supposedly. He bought them at $18.10 a share. The average sale price when he sold was $300 per share. You do the math, $18 to $300. I, I dabbled in the, in the stock market for a little while, and then I realized it's, it's a crooked business. I, I got out of it. I, I mean, I, I'd, I'd make a little bit of money, and then while I'm loading my FedEx van, I'd lose everything. It's like, it, it is a rigged system. I dabbled just out of curiosity in, in particular, but... But the article called this impeccably timed. Why? Because he knew the information was coming. I mean, I could be impeccably timed in my investments also if they told me, well, I'm going to make a big announcement. You need to sell all your, your million, your, your hundred shares. Uh, here's, here's the point. $260 million profit. $240 million would be untaxed because it was through the foundation. All these foundations are Clintons and all that. They're money laundering schemes. We need to wake up. We need to wake up. Joe Biden announced, I 
I'm sure you're glad to know this. Joe Biden announced that the end of the national and public health emergencies will be on May 11. So we can officially do away with all our masks and all that kind of stuff because there will be no virus left after May 11. How does he know when a virus pandemic will end? He doesn't. Unless, of course, it's rigged. All right, flying. I knew you were really, really wanting to know about the flying monkeys. The flying monkeys represent the Plains Indians. They did the bidding of the Witch of the West. What's very interesting, historically, Native Americans were still fighting for survival in the late 1800s. The leader of the flying monkeys in the book says this, once we were a free people living happily in the great forest, flying from tree to tree, eating nuts and fruits, and doing just as we pleased without calling anybody master, end quote. That changed when the great Oz ruled the land. This is according to the book. Here's some quotes uh, from uh, uh, Frank Baum in relation to his thoughts of, of Indians, Native Americans, Redskins, again, what, what is the, what, I don't even know what the current politically correct term is. Here's what he said, the whites, <coughs> excuse me, the lights, whites, like by law of conquest, by justice of civilization, are masters of the American continent. And the best safety of the frontier settlements will be secured by the total annihilation of the few remaining Indians, end quote. Another quote from Baum. Having wronged them for centuries, we had better, in order to protect our civilization, follow it up by one more wrong and wipe these untamed and untamable creatures from the face of the earth. End quote. That was the attitude in our culture at that time. England often solicited the terrorist aid of the Native Americans, Native Americans to try and conquer the U.S. So, so all of these things are, have been true in history and they're still true today. And Toto. In case you didn't know this, Toto, Toto is the hero of the story. Toto, of course, was Dorothy's dog. Toto was fearless of the wizard's theatrics. Remember in the story, Toto goes and pulls back the curtain so that everybody can see that this is a little man pulling some levers and pushing buttons and all those things. What does the word Toto mean? In Latin, in Toto means in total altogether. Toto was small and hardly noticed. And he fearlessly goes behind the curtain. I want you to think about the curtain in our culture. Our government is trying to hold a curtain to keep its actions secret. Let me give you some examples. How many have, have ever heard the government come out and say exactly what happened in the assassination of, uh, of, of JFK? No, family members are still wanting to, for the truth to be released. Well, they said, if I remember right, it was last year, was it, that uh, all of these documents were to be fully released? Well, for security reasons, they had to postpone it another year or whatever. Well, there's a reason why they're doing that. It's because the, the operation behind that is still in existence, the CIA. Uh, there's a reason why JFK, um, uh, uh, John F. Kennedy's son, there's a reason why he um, had a magazine. It's called George. Do you realize John F. Kennedy's son was murdered because he was getting close to the truth? It's all out there. If you want to dig for it, it's all out there. 
the CIA was behind all that operation. In fact, you read historically, the CIA operative in Cuba was brought back to the United States in this operation. It was not Oswald. In fact, there's evidence that Oswald gave JFK warning about a Chicago attempt. It's out there if you want to know it, want to know the truth. Uh, see, see we're, we're, we have this curtain pulled back so the government keeps us from knowing the truth. 9-11. Uh, I, I have a series of questions. I'm still trying to decide if I'm going to even mention them, but I have a series of questions. For example, why did George Bush Sr., George Bush the first president, why did he have a meeting with Osama bin Laden's brother? I think it was the morning of 9-11. Oh, and then you find out Osama bin Laden's brother was a key partner in the business operations of the Bush family. Hmm, something's not adding up here. All right, so, so you think about it. We have the best Air Force in the world, supposedly. How in the world were four planes flying without any understanding where they were for more than an hour before our, our Air Force ever got involved? A lot of questions. Not only that, if our nation truly was under attack, why did George Bush stay at a school in Florida that was pre-announced? Uh, I, I think if we're under attack, what happens usually with the president? He's, he's, in, he's in U.S. Air Force One, and they're out of here. I think it was like 20 minutes after the announcement of the first attack, supposed attack, uh, attack, he was still reading to children down in Florida. Hmm, something's not adding up here. And, and something we're not told? Do, do you realize that they um, came across a 200-person Israeli spy ring? about the time of 9-11, and, and here's, here's one of the questions, too, that I, I, I've not found an answer. How were seven of the terrorist att attackers, how were they still found alive after the attack? Hmm. And not only that, but their IDs were found blocks away in New York. They were on a plane, but they supposedly blew up before, anyway. That is an inside operation, if we will wake up. And I know we don't really want to hear about this. It was a Mossad inside operation. That was a cover. You know, behind the curtain? That was a cover to justify going after oil nations in the Middle East. Ah. But we don't want to know the truth anymore. We want our government to stay behind the curtain. Why, why were they saying that the pandemic records need to be locked up for 75 years? Because they didn't want us to know the truth of why everybody was dying within those 75 years. J6 is the, is the most recent one. J6. 50 years. They locked everything up and pulled the subpoena off of, of uh, Donald Trump. Think about this. Um, Republicans. What are Republicans really all about? Centralized government. But we have a curtain. They're hiding behind a curtain. You don't believe me? I, I mentioned this in passing. Republican Party originally 
was the Whig Party, W-H-I-G, part of Alexander Hamilton's group. They have ties to the Central Bank of England and the Rothschilds. Think about that. Bush's central government. Abraham Lincoln, central, centralized government. That's what the Republicans are all about. But they're hiding behind a curtain so we can't really see their motives. Again, I, 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 we need to wake up. When somebody is a liberal Democrat their entire life and all of a sudden they're a Republican, guess what? They're not a real Republican unless the fact they're for big centralized government. Here's what I want to emphasize. The beast is ruled by finite men. They are like a little man hiding behind a curtain. And, and I mention this again just by way of illustration. The photo of Evelyn Rothschild poking a bony finger at the chest of Prince Charles, who is now King Charles III. He died in late 2000, uh, 2022, at, I think at the age of 93. He now realizes his earthly power and wealth meant nothing in eternity. Absolutely nothing. Revelation 19. Revelation 19, verses 19 and 20. And I saw the beast, the kings of the earth and their armies, gathered together to make war against him, not Israel, him that sat on the, on the horse, and against his army. This is not an attack on Israel. This is an attack on the Lord Jesus Christ. And the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him, with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast and them that worshipped his image. These both were cast alive into a lake of fire burning with brimstone. Um, Evelyn Rothschild is not at his end yet because he hasn't stood before the great white throne judgment before he's cast into a lake of fire, this place right here. The Bible exposes the reality of the beast, big government, big banks, international corporations, all that, world economic, uh, ecumenical religion. They are nobodies. They are nobodies. They are mere men as far as God is concerned. That's, again, this prayer, Psalm 9. That, that, that verse grabbed my attention in relation to this, this lesson here. That the nations of the world would know themselves to be but men. Here's the problem. They don't recognize that. They don't recognize it. But at the same time, we are nobodies who can proclaim the truth. Um, Chuck Baldwin said this in a, uh, I think this was in a, uh, an article that he put out in February. There are more little men hiding behind the curtain while the media has everyone looking at balloons and UFOs. <laughs> there is a distraction attempt going on so that you don't look for the truth. Stop looking at the distraction and look at what they're trying to hide. Folks, anytime the image of the great Oz suddenly appears out of nowhere and everyone in the mainstream media is forcing you to stare at the image, take a step back and start looking for the curtain. Because there is, capital I, capital S, a curtain. And behind the curtain, there will be a little man pulling a lot of levers to keep your eyes off of him. There are world rulers today. and This is all part of this beastly, beastly system that, that I'm emphasizing. There are rulers today that are hiding behind a curtain. I, I mentioned this last week, that, that pyramid scheme, ultimate pyramid scheme. 
There are people that are literally under the demonic powers. Ephesians 6 tells us that's who we're wrestling with. The demonic powers behind the little man hiding behind a curtain. So when, when, they, when they start saying, well, we, we can't release these records for decades, then you better start looking for the reason why they're hiding it. Because there's all of these curtains that there, our government is hiding behind. We better wake up because the beast is already here accomplishing his purposes that Jesus said would happen. Lord, I pray that you'd help us to be discerning in these last days. Lord, there, there's some things that even our world leaders are saying are coming. Are we waking up and paying attention? Lord Jesus, you said all of this stuff would happen. So our response should not be fear, but we should be prepared as much as possible. First and foremost, to proclaim the gospel, the message of hope that only the Lord Jesus can provide. Lord, help us. Help us. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.